You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. As we sit today, thank you so much. God bless you. There will be songs that we would sing that carry an anointing from the experiences of past. There will be songs that we will sing that carry an anointing from the past. Um, um, I would do two things. When, when I came up, you said Happy Father's Day. I just want to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. All. If you do not mind, if you're a father here, would you please stand? If you're a father, would you please stand? Anybody? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Amen. 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 We pray. Did follow me? Follow me. Why are you? Why? Why are you standing? It's okay. It's okay. It, it's interesting. No, no, it's funny. So this service is interesting because yesterday, as I was preparing, I was, I'm serious. I was imagining carrying Falabi's baby. And, and I'm serious. I'm serious. There's so many excited ladies, Falabi. You're, you're, doing, you're doing well. Um, and as I say to us, I was like, oh, I could imagine carrying Falabi's baby. And I was joking with myself that your baby will sing immediately she came out of the womb. I was, I was saying that. So it's, it's good for you to stand. And Father, we pray this morning. For, let's just pray for everyone who is a father and everyone who desires, who intends to be a father. Our Father, we pray this morning for an anointing to be a father. We pray that you would uphold, you will defend, you would prosper, you would keep in great health our fathers. Why don't we just take a moment, if you're here, you've prayed for your father this morning, whether they're here, whether they're alive, or a father figure, would you just spend a minute and just pray for them wherever you are? It doesn't matter what the kind of relationship that you have with them is, but I would ask that you just please pray. We're praying for those who are standing, we're praying for our fathers at home, we're praying for our uncles, our grandfathers, and we're declaring the whole counsel of God upon them, that God will preserve them, that God will uphold them, that God will strengthen them indeed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you all praise in Jesus' mighty name. Let's put our hands together again. Let's celebrate our fathers. Okay. Um, so good to see everyone in church. Um, and so good to be here. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll try and speed through. Um, I just want to thank BWS and all the pastors for inviting me. I think we took, BWS became resident pastor at LifePoint May 9th last year. So it's about a year already, okay? I'd like us to just celebrate her. If you don't mind standing, if you don't mind, and let's celebrate our resident pastor. Uh, she's done one fantastic year already. And I'm not trying to get you back. I've written this in my notes already. Uh, BWS, thank you very much, please sit. BWS serves with her heart, right? Uh, if you do not know who she is, by the way, if you are new here, BWS is Busola Wale Shinobola, okay? Uh, she's a resident pastor here. She serves with her heart, um, and she's such a wonderful woman, such a wonderful Christian, and we love you very much, BWS. BWS, we love you. Don't <laughs> God bless you. All right. 
Okay, good, 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 good. Um, who's playing the keyboard? Walk with me. So, so today I'm talking about the anointing. So all the songs you know about the anointing, just play them. There's anointing for all of me. It's an old one. Anointing, you know that one. You've got earphones, headphones. I don't even hear him. You can hear me. Okay, what did I say? <laughs> so you can sing that one. Um, so just all the songs you know about the anointing. No Bonner Boy, no, no, just anointing songs. Let's get this going. Okay, great. The anointing is a property of the Holy Spirit. That was a phrase that was dropped in my heart yesterday. I don't know who it is who, as we've spoken about walking in the supernatural, uh, it is a phrase that you need to remember. The anointing is the property of the Holy Spirit. Last week, if you were not in church, you did miss a treat. Uh, Bless was just on fire. And I remember where she ended the message and she said to Demilade, uh, does that mean that the anointing upon the prophet uh, had reached his bones because she had shared that story about one of the prophets who had been buried and yet there was such an anointing on his bones that years after when a you know, bunch of people were going to bury somebody else they encountered some trouble, ran away dropped the dead body on, you know, just mistakenly into the grave of the prophet and that dead body touched the bones of a prophet who had been buried and got back to life again so it means that there is a way that Christ in us who is the hope of glory has promised unto us the Holy Spirit John 12 and John 14 and that anointing then resides within us one of the things BWS said last week is that the experience of the New Testament is the anointing upon us, the anointing within us. It says you've received an anointing from the Holy One that, you know, within you. And the anointing among us. All right. And we will all have different experiences with the anointing. And so today I just want to talk about something that is an after effect of receiving, cultivating the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, I like how if you read from the Passion Translation in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. It says, And because of him, when you who are not Jews heard the revelation of truth. I'm reading the Passion Translation. It says, You believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He is given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. I'm reading Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14 in the Passion Translation. He is our hope, promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. Um, it's interesting when Billy speaks about uh, the theme for the patio session on Friday because uh, preparing for this I put a note down and I said Pentecost is coming um, and I put a note down to say to the church 
it is very possible to live your life as a Christian um, and not realize the depth of um, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life, what he has been sent to do in your life. The Bible would speak about a place that Jesus was in. And the Bible says he could do no great works there. It says because of their unbelief. The Bible says that uh, the gentlemen, the people around, the women looked at Jesus and says, but we, we know his brother, we know his sister, we know his mother. This cannot be. And so the Bible says that there was no manifestation of the supernatural. And, and I was speaking to a group of people two weeks ago, and I said, it is so easy for us in this generation, 2021, to look at those people and say, my goodness, if I was there, right? If I was there, ha, no, I'm a believer, right? I'm a be if I was there, wonders would have happened. And it is so easy to escape the fact that Jesus lives in you, right? And for them, he was just around them for a brief minute and nothing happened. But he lives in you and the expectation is that Jesus living in you by the Holy Spirit will emerge in supernatural things. So Pentecost is coming. When you read the book of Acts, I think Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. There is so much in our world today that requires us to lean upon the Holy Spirit. Between now and when Christ comes, we will hear things, we will see things, we will encounter things that as Christians will require us to be leaning on the Holy Spirit. All right. Uh, and so, we want to talk today about unleashing your superpower. We want to talk about your spiritual gifts. We want to talk about your spiritual gifts. The anointing is the property of the Holy Spirit. I don't know who that is for. The anointing is a property of the Holy Spirit. He gives it to us for certain reasons. He gives it to us for purpose. He gives it to us to show us what gifts he has given us. I can't hear what you are playing, to, so I'm not sure if it's you or them. All right. But my question to us today is, what are we doing with the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our lives? Where, where, and you know, this, 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 uh -huh. what's your name, bro? What's your name? So I'm trying to, what's your name? Phil, Fidgeru. Ah, uh, okay. You're from Delta State. I don't know, played like a Delta State boy. Come on. <laughs> and, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, um, I, I, when I preach, I like to, uh, uh, <laughs> when I preach, I like to hear people playing the keyboard behind me. It's, uh, it's one of those things. But the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the very enablement of God by His, by His Spirit on the life of a believer. But it is so easy for us to live a life that totally ignores the work of the Holy Spirit. It is very easy. And I'm saying that because I have seen that in my life at different times. I have. I, I've, I've known times when I have tried to do things by myself, totally disregarding the fact that I house, I carry the power of the Holy Ghost. 
It's like being, I mean, and for not all of us here, most of us here live in Nigeria. It's like being in a house without power. And yet there is a generator close by. It's like having your phone battery drain and you're worried about, oh my goodness, I can't get my text messages. I can't get my Instagram uh, things. I can't get my illegal tweets. Uh, what are the other things you do with your phone? But you have a power bank in your bag. Help me look at the person next to you and ask them, what are you doing with the Holy Spirit? What are you doing with the Holy Spirit? What are you doing with the Holy Spirit? I know you've got this, what they call this, this hair, the, the bone straight hair going on, but is the anointing, is it getting to your bones yet? Is it, is there, is there, is there something, is it beyond the surface yet? Right? Is it beyond the surface yet? I know you sing a good song. I, I know you sing a good song. You, but where is the anointing in your life? And, and because we've painted this picture that the anointing makes you crazy, so many of us who are very you know, posh and respectable want nothing to do with the anointing, but the anointing does not make you crazy. It doesn't make you crazy. The anointing within teaches, the anointing upon, and the anointing among. The anointing doesn't make you... In fact, what, what does Paul say in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4? He says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It says to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another descending of spirit, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills distributing to each one every single person you, you know that i think it was the whole uh was it opera yeah where she goes you get a car was that what it was you get a car you get a car you get a car so this one is you have a gift you get a gift the holy spirit is distributing to every single one as he wills and as we were thinking about this, it struck me that as you cultivate the anointing of the Holy Ghost in your life, one of the things that he does is to power the gifts that we have received from the Holy Spirit. In fact, he reveals those gifts to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Paul says, but at his written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He says, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. When you read verse 12, he says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. The challenge is that when we read that, our mind goes to material things. 
the things which are freely given to us. Our mind goes to a husband or a boyfriend. The things which are freely given to us. Our mind goes to a car. And those things are there, child of God, but when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that we read earlier, he speaks about spiritual gifts that God has given to everyone. When we cultivate the anointing of the Holy Spirit, if you were not here last week, please go on SoundCloud, listen to the message. Uh, and, you know, BWS will talk about that, that whole process. And I think it was just a fantastic message. Those gifts begin to manifest and find expression. I believe that one of the things that has happened to us in the church is that we have done an allocation. We have said that for you to operate spiritual gifts, you must be called to be a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist, or something. In fact, someone says that I cannot be 18 years old and be manifesting the gifts of the Spirit. Someone says, I am just a keyboardist from Delta State, so what is the gift of the Spirit to me? Hey, listen to my message. Someone says, I'm in the multimedia booth. What are you talking about, gifts of the Spirit? Someone says, I am in technology. What are you talking about, the gifts of the Spirit? But have me tell the person next to you, tell them the gifts of the Spirit are for all of us. The gifts of the Spirit are for all, are for all of us. In fact, I like how he says is the gifts and the manifestations of the Spirit are given for the profit of all. They are not for self-promotion. They are not for ranking in the kingdom. They are for the growth of the body, for serving the body. As I was preparing for this, it kept on just bubbling in my heart that one thing that seems to have happened is that a number of people have no desire for the gifts of the Spirit. And so, it's as if we have ignored that part of our walk as Christians totally. We're happy to talk about, um, what are we? we're happy to talk about faith. We're happy to talk about plans. We're happy to talk about dreams. We're happy to talk about relationships, about boo and bay, and what we would call them nowadays. Yeah. Uh, we're happy to talk about, uh, sometimes we talk about end times. Yeah. Just, just not too much because you don't want to scare people. There's all this rapture, people going away. So you talk about the words. We, we don't mind, but this whole talk about the anointing, pass me, pass me with that. But Joseph shows up in front of Pharaoh and he begins to manifest words of wisdom and words of knowledge. He begins to say to him, you see, this your naira and dollar issue you have. He says, this is, the, this is this whole economic issue that you have. This is where it's going. This is what exactly is happening, sir. I do not have a PhD. I have never attended uh, Oxford or the University of Benin. No, sir, I haven't. But I can tell you, this is what we need to do. I can tell you that in seven years, there will be surplus. But we need to save. And this is the taxation system we need to set up. Because in seven years, there will be a crunch. And this is how we will deal. It is a manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. A young man hadn't gone to school. You have been to school. And you carry the same anointing. 
In fact, the anointing that you carry is even more glorious. Why do I say that? In the Old Testament, it will be the anointing upon. Samson will be anointed and he will do all sorts of mighty things. David will be anointed. But we in the church, in this age, carry the anointing upon, the anointing within, and we experience the anointing among us. This is why when we gather, it is not a joke. When the church gathers, it is never a joke. Don't listen to those people who say, oh no, we're fine all by ourselves. No, sir. The body of Christ was meant to gather and there is something special, something sacred, something powerful about our gatherings. So I was telling someone that when you look for your mates in this walk of faith, the guys in the Old Testament were not our mates. Those were the adverts. When you look for where we start from, it is in the book of Acts. So God wants to pour his anointing upon someone in the IT sector and unleash some gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are perhaps some of the underrated, most underrated operations of the favor of God that a Christian can enjoy. When you say, God, give me favor in my life. When you say, God, favor me. I saw her. One of the greatest ways God favors you is by the gifts that he gives you. And I like to say, people, I mean, if you know me, you know I like gifts, right? I think my wife said the same thing to me this morning because she was like wishing me happy Father's Day. And I was looking at her and she was like, yeah, you know, I know you, know you like gifts. And I was like, well, if you know you like gifts, then you should have bought me a gift. But you didn't buy me a gift. So here we are, you know. But, but anyway, it's not a useful conversation to, to bring up. <laughs> because like Mother's Day, we do it twice a year. We buy gifts the first time, we buy gifts the second time. They do Women's Day, we buy gifts, and then we get Father's Day, and we don't have gifts yet. But it's okay, so look, it's Sunday, let's focus on our message. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are the ways that God shows us that he favors us. But I love giving gifts. I'm a professional gift giver. I, but what you can do to someone like me is that I give you a gift, yeah? and, <laughs> and there is no there's no joy so I give you a gift and you just put it aside and no I'm, I'm the kind of guy who so I would come home from a trip buy my wife a gift and she would just keep it aside like you know maybe I'm more interested in you you know because maybe you're hot I haven't seen you you know oh did you say I'm like no I know I'm hot but what about the gifts you know and so I would buy her a perfume and I'm like open the perfume at least you know and she's like no later I'm like no I, I know I'm good but the perfume and some of us as Christians are disregarding the very gifts that we are praying about. The very gifts that we are praying about. The ver- Someone is saying, God, open a door for me. You've prayed like Anna without words. You've prayed like Jesus at Gethsemane with sweat coming out of your body. You've prayed strange tongues. In fact, some of the tongues you've prayed, the angels have looked back, my goodness, it's a dip on head tongues before. And, and the things you're praying about are deep-seated within your spirit. So when the Bible says a man's gift makes room for him, I've been saying to myself for the last month that there's not enough prophecy in the church. Because we keep on waiting for prophets to prophesy. But 
the Holy Spirit comes upon Sharon. The Holy Spirit comes upon, I saw her, and prophecies meant to emanate, but we are quiet. We're going online looking for the latest prophets to hear what they said. But the church should be full of prophecy. It should be full. It should be full. People should be walking into the house, walking into the door, sending notes full of prophecy. So in 1 Peter 4.10, he says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. I said it here the last time. Some people are only interested in prophecy when it comes to sports betting. That's when you know, man, I think I know what's going to happen. A team you have never heard of before in Greece, you said they will win by 3-0. Just look straight on, it's okay. We'll call for repentance later in the sermon. Should Christians be doing sports betting? Mm. Sunday service. Let's leave such topics alone. But the Holy Spirit, I keep on saying this. This is not, this whole walk with Jesus is not a call to a normal life. If you get born again and it, it has not disrupted your plans, your attitude, your behavior, relationships, you have to be careful, guys. Everywhere Jesus went, he was the original disruptor. He entered the fisherman's boat. That was the end of fish. He says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He would take the tax collector, who was doing all sorts of scams and 419 by the end on the side, and he would change him into a scripture-speaking, Bible-believing, you know, tongue-talking believer. What has God disrupted in our lives, guys? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, I just talk about three things and let's, let's pray this morning. I think there is something about the desire you carry for the supernatural that is so, so important. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you read verse 1. I can read it in the Amplified Translation. It says, pursue this love with eagerness. Make it your goal. Because he's just been speaking about love all through 1 Corinthians 13. It says, yet earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts to be used by believers for the benefit of the church. It says, but especially that you may prophesy to foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people. So it means the keyboardist should be prophesying. It means the guitarist should be prophesying. It means the, the handsome guy that plays the drums should be prophesying. It means the guy going to work tomorrow morning should be prophesying. One person should be, should be interpreting tongues. Because we can do that church. There is one level of church where we come on Sunday, head out, do something online, come back on Sunday, and we're cool like that. But there is another level of church where the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us he just stimulates all sorts of gifts 
And there is a desire that needs to be there. That desire is heard in the place of prayer. That desire is heard in the place of prayer. The fact that there are all sorts of counterfeits does not, it should not reduce your desire for the original. I want a Rolex watch. I will get there one day, you know. But I know there are lots of fake ones. But I have not yet said, oh my goodness, there are all sorts of fake Rolexes. I'm not going to buy a Rolex. That's not what I say. I have not said that yet. There are all sorts of people who have misused their gifts. You crave for what is advertised to you. You crave for what is constantly advertised to you. Nowadays, this advertisement thing is ramped up, right? Because you'll, be, you'll just be walking on the road and you start to talk about groundnuts, groundnuts. I would like to have a groundnut. Next thing, you open Instagram, there's groundnuts, fried groundnuts, boiled groundnuts near you, ready to be sold. It's there. You are being advertised to constantly, powerfully. And that has a direct bearing on your desires. So if you do one hour of YouTube consistently of naked women and men, you know, dancing to tunes, you are being advertised to. And behold, your desires will follow suit. You say, I'm always just, I don't understand. I just, I'm always having just lustful thoughts. Um, but, you know, when you've been watching, they said the movie has sex, you still pressed it. You watched. They got to the sex part. You didn't fast forward. You didn't close your eye like a good child of God. You watched it with your two eyes. You haven't taken notes. That's why I say, I have lustful thoughts. You don't have lustful thoughts. You're just producing harvests of seeds that have been sown. So you move from that. You follow. I don't want to call people's name. You go to the rumor mill and see who is flaunting what. Then you move from that and you see who bought what. You know, and my point is, that is where it's, they're mixing your desires there for you. Like, a, like, I don't really cook much, especially on special days. But I know that, they may, how do you cook a soup? Just, I'm not sure they can cook either. But, but you put, you put, you want to cook some egusi soup, so you put some, some oil, that's a safe word. And then some egusi goes in there. And you need to put some meat, some, some leaves. <laughs> what else do we need? Some maggi, some salt, water, no sugar. <laughs> but that's how you cook soup, yeah? All our desires are cultivated, mixed by people on a daily basis. The desire for the supernatural has to be cooked. That's why when you go to the Bible, you start to read the Bible. You start to read the book of Acts. You start to read the book of Acts and you see the place where they say, the apostles were walking one day, and that's my shadow. And the Bible says, as their shadows touched people, my goodness, that the people were healed. The same Holy Ghost that you carry in Lagos 2021. 
Or that the Bible would say sometimes they would take articles of clothing from the apostles and that it will touch someone who was sick and they would be healed. Don't you at least want to once in your lifetime let the power of the Holy Spirit walk through you and heal someone? Don't you want to speak a word of wisdom to someone and say, don't you want God to send you to someone? Don't you want that gift that is on your inside to find expression? That you would interact with scripture. You would interact with the history of the church. That you would interact with testimonies, with prophecy. So that your desires will be cultivated properly. Because you will gravitate towards what is being advertised to you. That's the first one. And I think today we'll pray about it because it was, it was a big point for me as I prepared. The second one, that you would let the Holy Spirit move you. The Bible would say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. You read the Amplified Translation. It says, do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. I read that again. Do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecies spoken revelations, word of instruction or exhortation or warning, but test all things carefully so that you can recognize what is good. Hold firmly to what is good. I remember um, one year I, and this has happened to me and I'm learning that as you're cultivating and anointing and the gifts of the Holy Spirit have been stirred, but it will require you to be responsive to the Holy Spirit. One year, I'm back from church, I think it was a Sunday, and I had a deep, 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 deep pressure, impulse, prompting to pray. A couple of hours later, the bombs in Ikeja went off. And if you were in Ikeja on that day, you would understand that it was horrible. And people died. I remember that same year, God prompted me to go speak to a particular lady who lived in the same house with me and say, look, to ask her if I could pray with her. And I couldn't. I refused to go. Because I just couldn't understand how do you just walk up to someone and say, hey, God says I should pray with you. And me, I'm super conservative. Even when God sends me, I don't go and say, God send me. I say, hey, can I pray with you? Because I don't, you know, I kind of like, but, but hey. And I did not go and months later realized that she was in the midst of a life-changing issue. I have got a gift of encouragement. I'm an encourager. You need that gift if you're an Arsenal fan. Encouragement. You encourage yourself. You encourage others. And um, I know the number of times I will be on my phone and you know, a name pops up. Send her a message. And I would send them that message. And I would get a response to saying, this could only have been God. 
And this is, and I'm saying, would you let the Holy Spirit move you? The Bible would say in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, but prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of old spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Can the Holy Spirit move you? When, and you know it sometimes, and I said it sometimes, a name keeps on popping in my heart. But I do typically, so pray for the person. Pick up the phone and say, you've been, you've been on my mind. Is there something to pray about? For someone, he would ask you, just ask the person, can we pray about something? But can the Holy Spirit move you guys? For someone, he would say, take that book. I would countless times be led by the Holy Spirit to a specific scripture. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Can the Holy Spirit move you? Or are you too afraid to be ashamed or embarrassed? Are you trying to play it safe? It is you don't understand. I've got an MBA from Harvard. How can I say the Holy Spirit said? But it is you do not understand. I'm a really cool guy. It is you don't understand. I'm an influencer. How can I post the Holy Spirit said? That you would find the environment the ecosystem where your gift thrives. There's somebody who needs to spend time in worship. Someone who, the patio session on Friday is a great place for you to be. The Bible says, I think in Acts chapter 13, if you guys will give me about five minutes, I'll try and be done, okay? In Acts chapter 13, the Bible says, as they worshipped and as they prayed, that prophecy broke forth. I normally wonder, why couldn't this happen when they were by themselves? The anointing within, the anointing upon, and the anointing among. But you know, those are your friends who you normally gather over a bottle of wine or, or, or whatever it is once in a while. Why don't you just gather everybody once and say, look, today we're not drinking Hennessy. And I'm not looking at you because that's what you do. I'm just, it's just why. <laughs> Relax. But say today we just want to worship God for 30 minutes and let's see what happens. Who, who encourages you in the spiritual? For someone, the place of worship cannot be a place that you become familiar with. For someone, your car needs to become a temple. You see, oh, yeah, because when you, some of us, you know, when, you get into, when people get into your car at the moment, the vibes are interesting. Because you've got, you know, all sorts of stuff playing in the car regularly. The spirit you are cultivating in the car is not the Holy Spirit. Just, just look forward. It's okay. If you open the car today, let all those evil spirits go out. Because <laughs> you've been playing all the music. Even the, mu even the car knows that when you worship God in the car, so the car just looks at you like, wow, bro. <laughs> Bro, bro, you have to be. You have to decide what you want to be. <laughs> 
But, but people should get into your car and start speaking in tongues. People should not come into your, your room and start feeling sexy. I'm telling you, because some of you, you put candles like a shrine. Cold play, playing there on the music, you know. All sorts of things. You're cultivating all sorts of interesting spirits. No spiritual gift coming out there. But would you cultivate the presence of God? Someone needs to play scripture while they're sleeping. And, I, and I'm just dropping these things out there. But... There is something about the gifts that you are carrying. Holy men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke as they were moved. Um, we're going to pray this morning. A man's gift makes room for him. My prayer is that we will not get to heaven with gifts that we neither opened, neither recognized, or even used. My prayer is that God will put you in situations where your gifts can thrive. For someone, there's something about the gathering of believers, and I'm, I'm saying this repeatedly. It's not just Sunday, it's even small groups it's five or ten people who are speaking in tongues with you for 15 minutes. For someone, it is obeying the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Should we sing to sing song, Channels of My Spirit? Is that, is that an okay song to sing? 19, it's going to date me a bit as I say this testimony, but 1990. 1995, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not as young as I look. So 1995, sitting in the University of Benin, uh, in my room. Where were you in 1995, PWS? This is okay. She's not as young as she looks either, please. <laughs> we're, we're almost age mates. Huh? <laughs> I'm just joking. 1995, I'm sitting in my room. We can start singing. We can start singing. I'm sitting in my room. I'm reading... I'm reading the scriptures. I've just got born again. Um, I remember this Bible. It's, it's, a, it's a paper Bible. It's a paperback Bible. I'm reading it. And when I start to pray, I'm the only one in the room, and I start to pray in, I start to pray in, um, in English, because that's the only language I know to pray in. And I start to pray in English, and as I pray, I started speaking tongues. <laughs> and I'd never heard anything about speaking in tongues before. And I would stop myself. And, you know, so, I'm, so I'm praying, Father, I don't remember what I was praying. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you for my life. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And I started to speak. And so I stopped myself. This is rubbish. Don't do that again. And I would start to pray again in English, and I would start to speak in tongues, and I would stop myself. And it was that battle, the Holy Spirit obviously had come upon me. And I remember working away from there, and working to the other block, 
a couple of days later, speaking to a gentleman called Uche Okologume, and I said, hey, Uche, look, this is what has happened to me. And of course, I stopped it. And the guy says, no! You've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. As we worship this morning, as we pray very quickly, maybe there's someone who has a desire to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This thing is not a joke. Maybe as we pray, as we worship this morning, the Holy Spirit will give someone a prophecy and you will write it down and publish it. Maybe as we pray this morning, an anointing for something specific will come upon someone. Who does the anointing come upon? People like her. It's not a pastor, it's not a prophet, it's not an apostle. Who does the anointing come upon? It's you. It's me. Anyone that the blood of Jesus has been shed. Who does the anointing come upon? It's Paul who was on his way to kill people. Who does the anointing come upon? It's foul-mouthed Peter. It is doubting Thomas. It's that person who is here who you came to church inside the rain half wondering why am I still going to church? It's that person who is broke. That person who says I don't have direction. That person who says I've been struggling with fornication. Hey! The Holy Spirit wants to take over your life. Wherever you are this morning, could we pray? Could we approach the Father of all spirits? The one who invites you to that which is bigger, is bigger than super, bigger than natural. The one who takes that which men have discarded, the stones which the builders have thrown away and makes it the cornerstone. Would you speak to him this morning, wherever you are? Say, Father, I don't know what gift you've given me, but the Holy Spirit, your word says, is the one who reveals Everybody thinks I'm great, I'm this, I'm that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what degrees I have. It doesn't matter what role I have in church, how long I've been in church. But Lord, would you reveal to me whatever spiritual gifts you have given to me? All right? There's a gift of healing. There's a gift of healing over someone's life. In fact, there's someone here who has a, I don't know, the report of a degenerative bone, bone disorder, something of that sort. And I would like you, if you are in the service today, you're hearing, you're listening, could you just reach out to God and he would heal you this instant in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is someone else who needs to speak to God about a chain that has been holding them bound. And you're saying, God, I desire to move past this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All over this place, dear Holy Spirit, would you please intervene? Would you please speak to us? Would you please do that which you did in the upper room, dear Holy Spirit? The Bible says everyone had an individual encounter with you. Even the doubters had an encounter with you. Even those who weren't expecting it had an encounter with you. Even those who couldn't describe it had an encounter with you. Even those who had just denied you had an encounter with you. Dear Holy Spirit of the living God, will the day of Pentecost come again? Yes, 
no one should live in Lagos 2021 without the feeling, the power, the help of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church, let's pray. Come on, church, let's pray. Come on, church, let's pray. I am tired of walking around the numbers. I am tired of walking around depressed. I am tired of staggering through life. I am tired of holding on to the standards of the earth. But you have come to an innumerable company of angels. This is holy ground. To the spirit of just men made perfect. This is holy ground. The anointing is the property of the Holy Ghost. He is the one who distributes. He is the one who gives. 
He's the one who hugs you. He's the one who holds you. He's the one who enables you. So let's just pray in the Holy Ghost one minute, two minutes or so. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter whether you are playing the drums. It doesn't matter whether you are ushering. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just worship the King of Kings. Just worship the King of Kings. Just worship Jehovah himself. Yeshua, the covenant keeping God. The I am that I am. Just forget about the person on your left. Forget about the person on your right. Someone is saying, Lord, let Pentecost come in my life. Let Pentecost come in my family. Let Pentecost come in my school. Let Pentecost come in Lagos. Hey! They say that Jesus is God. But Lord, let Pentecost come. They say that Jesus is God. We feel empty. But Lord, let Pentecost come. Behold, I do a new thing. It says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Upon my young men, upon my daughters, upon the old ones. It says, people will prophesy. We're almost done with it. But can you, can you step outside of yourself? Can you just stop for a minute being a gentleman? And can you just lean upon God and say, Holy Spirit of the living God, will you have your way in me? Ah, someone is finding a gift. And there's such a huge, strong gift of healing. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Will you just lastly pray for the person on your left? Pray for the person on your right. You can't touch them yet, yes. But can you pray for them? Declaring that no gift will be dormant. If you are online, we're just praying for you this morning. No gift will remain dormant. Let there be a stirring in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let there be a stirring in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a discovery. Someone you've been sad for so long because you believed your life meant nothing and holds nothing. It's a lie from the devil because you carry gifts. Someone needs to write it down boldly. I carry gifts. I carry gifts. Someone needs to write it down. I carry gifts. I carry gifts. Jesus shows up. The guys go to him with gifts. He's not sent you out empty. Someone, if you should wake up tomorrow feeling rich, you carry gifts. I carry gifts. 
There's an unraveling and unwrapping that needs to happen in tongues. Some of them have been years of failure, years of crying, but they've just covered the beauty that God has put within you, the power, the superpower that God has put within you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.com.